Are you ready to revolutionize the way you enjoy food and essentials at home? Introducing DashPass from DoorDash, your ultimate ticket to convenience and savings. With DashPass, you gain exclusive access to unlimited $0 delivery fees on eligible orders, along with members-only deals and discounts that will leave your wallet smiling. Whether you're craving the flavors of your favorite restaurants, need groceries from across town, or anything in between, DashPass ensures that everything you need is just a few clicks away, delivered right to your door. With DashPass, not only do you enjoy $0 delivery fees, but you'll also benefit from lower service fees on eligible orders, making it the most affordable way to satisfy your cravings and stock up on essentials from your local favorites. What I really love is how quickly DashPass pays for itself. On average, it takes just two orders, which makes it a no-brainer investment for your budget. And as if that weren't enough, DashPass grants you special access to exclusive promotions and menu items, adding an extra layer of excitement to your DoorDash experience. You get all this for only $9.99 a month, which is a small price to pay for unlimited convenience and savings. My family and I have had DoorDash for the past year or so, and while I make most meals at home, I don't know that I could mom without it. I used it twice just this past week while we were dealing with a stomach bug at home, and it was so nice to have and to be able to focus on getting better and not running all over town to pick everything up for everyone. Don't wait. Sign up for DashPass now and unlock a world of possibilities, all from the comfort of your home. DashPass from DoorDash, delivering joy, convenience, and savings straight to your doorstep. Get more from delivery for less with DashPass. $0 delivery fees and reduced service fees on eligible DoorDash orders. Sign up for DashPass today and get your first 30 days free if you're a new member. Subject to change. Terms apply. Open the door to $0 delivery fees and savings you can't get anywhere else. Sign up for DashPass today, only on DoorDash, and get your first 30 days free if you're a new member. Subject to change, terms apply. Hey guys, and welcome to Moms and Murder, a true crime podcast featuring myself, Mandy, and a poor, sick Melissa. <laughs> I am a little under the weather. I, do I sound good? No. Do I look good? Also, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's not true. You look wonderful. It totally is. It's all right. <laughs> so this week, um, we have a wacky, wild, very weird case coming the for three you. three W's. <laughs> yes. And Melissa's conveniently sick. So I love how she just does these things to me. She chooses these weird cases and then she's like, I'm just going to get sick so you have to talk about it. Absolutely. So. <laughs> My voice is going to go out in the middle of this. It's going to be a whole thing. <laughs> It'll be the you. case Mandy did. It was definitely a setup. I can feel <laughs> it already. <laughs> Perfect. But first, of course, we want to um, just remind you guys about a couple of things that we have in merch store now mm-hmm. and we have some new designs up there now that are live I believe yeah. they're ready to mm-hmm. be purchased so we have of course the lovely Nikki T and her mother clucker design yeah. and Mrs. that is mother clucker <laughs> yes and she has actually already ordered herself a shirt with her own design on yeah. it so <laughs> that's, really cool. that's actually so cool I can't wait to see a picture of that especially I don't know I think that's going to be so cute on a shirt she's so. also Nikki with the good hair and that girl yeah. has the most amazing <laughs> hair I've ever seen so like the whole thing is just it's insulting to me how good her hair is but she's a lovely person <laughs> so go check out the store um we did get on top of adding the word podcast finally to the logo so right. If you don't want to scare people away at first glance, you can get that one instead of just the one that says moms and murder. Okay. I might as well say question mark. <laughs> so the other thing, of course, um, we want to remind everybody about our Patreon account. Um, we have, we're kind of trying to rework some things and bring some better perks to you guys. We're kind of trying to figure out what to do yeah. and what you guys want. So if you want to check that out and just see what we have currently available and... We'll have a post this week kind of asking what, what everybody wants. So by the time you hear this, things might have already changed. Right. We yes. could have already made it better for you. Right. But we've had so much support on there recently and it's overwhelming and so wonderful and... I don't know. I'm really happy. I'm also hopped up on medicine, so um, doesn't take much to, to excite her today. <laughs> it doesn't. So the um, website for that is Patreon.com/slash/MomsAndMurderPodcast, and our merch store is MomsAndMurder.Threadless.com. Perfect. There you go. All right. Are we ready for this? Never. The- <laughs> 
<laughs> this case, I just would like to say probably um, make sure you have headphones in or that you're not listening around children. Oh, because yeah. Because this one is, it's, of course, you're, ne- you're never going to hear any bad words with us, but the content of this case is not kid friendly. <laughs> no, it's not human friendly if you no. ask me. It's so. not Mandy friendly. It's, I've been telling Melissa it's not all Melissa week. Friendly. I just want to get this over with. I'm like, I don't know where this came from. Actually, you said your mom suggested yes, it, which was even more shocking mother. for yeah. me. Like, I was like, whoa, what? Well, who? It's I making know. me question our entire friendship. I, I don't know. know what's going on. I Listen, don't know. Why I I'm feel here. like I got away <laughs> scot free living with this lady after she told me about this. <laughs> so no, they were driving through to see us, and this actually took place on their way to my house, like where where this crime was committed. So they were like, "Oh, by the way, have you heard of this?" And I was like, "Oh yeah, Mandy, let's do it." And then we didn't have anything better, so we we decided to scare ourselves. Yeah. Well, actually. After looking at it just for like two seconds, I was like, oh, this will be an interesting one. And um, it's not a spouse killing a spouse. We got out of that not, box. It's not. So let's stop hyping it up and just get right oh, to yeah, the Oh, yeah, not point, hyping right? it. <laughs> so this week we are covering what is known as the vampire murders, which would have been more appropriate during Halloween, Halloween and not Thanksgiving. <laughs> right. Although yes. this does tie yes. into Thanksgiving. So it actually worked out well. As far as that timing of the yeah. episode goes. Timing only. I have the worst habit of saying the weirdest things. You do. And <laughs> reviewers know it. <laughs> so we're talking about the double murder of Richard and Ruth Wendorf. Her name was actually Naomi Ruth, but you'll come to see in this case, there's a lot of people who had Oh my gosh. Several everybody names. has quotation marks. Right. I don't know. Crazy. I guess that must have been like a 90s thing that everybody went by a different name or something. I don't know. Every single player in this case mm-hmm. had a first name. A quotated <laughs> middle name and then a last name. So I don't, and some of them just had different names and aliases altogether. I don't understand it. But so. Well, if I was associated with this, let me give you my alias. Right. So the, this couple was from Eustis, Florida, as I said, and it's kind of a small town. If you know anything about Eustis, there's not really anything no, there. It's, it's a drive through town. It's you a very right sleepy, sleepy town. So this was to in 1996. So it's been quite some time now, mm-hmm. which was interesting to do a case that was from 20 years ago because. Yeah a lot of things have come out since then about it. So it was, was, there was a lot of information available. So this couple, they were parents to two daughters, Jennifer, who was 17 at the time and Heather, who was 15. And they had mostly a normal childhood. They were, they had fond memories of their childhood and everything was really just going off as normal with a, with a family. You know, the parents were working and the girls going to school and Heather, the youngest daughter kind of became mixed up with a very deranged boy, and his name was Rod Farrell. So the two of them had met when Rod had briefly moved to Florida with his mother, Sandra Gibson, but they originally were from Murray, Kentucky. So this was kind of one of those, I guess, let's just go crazy and move to Florida kind of things. They didn't live here very long, from what I gathered. It was only like a year or so. I wonder if Florida was too crazy for that. (laughs) No. That wasn't. No chance of that. (laughs) Spoiler alert. So uh, Sandra was a single mom raising Rod alone after becoming pregnant with him at 16 years of age. Uh, His father was initially married to the mom, but when Rod was just a newborn, he left. Uh, Sandra looks back on her life with her son very lovingly, which... Okay, I'm glad she has fond memories of him, but she was, she was, it was kind of a birds of a feather thing, if you ask me. Um, oh, yeah. He was very much so. <laughs> yeah, they like the same kind of music and movies, like dark fantasy type things. And she once uh, brought him to see the movie The Crow, and he dressed up like the main character, wore all the makeup and, you know, to the each, black outfit yeah, and everything. Yeah, to each their own. Totally fine. I'm on board with doing these, whatever, with your children if you want, but. She also said that he was a an absolute blast to live with. Right. That blew hmm. my mind. <laughs> First of all, no one is a blast to live with. <laughs> if you live with them, no one. It's their over. fun factor immediately yeah. comes way down. <laughs> but but it's kind of a strange thing to hear a mom say that about her 16-year-old son that I don't know. I I'm in the mindset more, I guess, of we can be friendly, but I'm not your friend. I'm your mom. Right. And I, like... If I if you think I'm a blast to live with, yeah. I'm probably parenting I'm wrong. I'm doing it wrong, yeah. <laughs> right. I'm shutting this down. This is not going to fly here. So anyway, I thought that was kind of an interesting tidbit there. Um, dark movies and music weren't the only hobbies that Rod had. He also drew abstract art. 
air quotes. quotes. (laughs) Yeah, I saw this and I was like, I can't draw anything and I could do better than this. But he was really into it. Um, And it included dragons, fairies, and mythological beasts. And in the ninth grade, he actually got expelled from school. And then at that point, that's where things quickly go downhill. So these drawings he was doing there, they were kind of dark and scary. I mean, it was not like, it wasn't just like the cutesy little fairies or like a nice friendly Pete's dragon or something. (laughs) Like these were scary, 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 like things that you would see only in nightmares. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And only if you were like a deranged person having nightmares. Like, I don't think I could even have a nightmare this terrible. Right. Well, I could after reading about this story. (laughs) Right. I know. I always think it's so interesting whenever um, you hear about people drawing art that is like reflective of their mental yeah. state, I guess, because that is scary if yeah, those yeah. are the images in your head that you, like, get them on paper. You know, yeah. I would never be able to sit down and draw something terrifying like that in great detail because yeah. I thankfully just don't have those types of images in I my know. head. You know, whenever I sit down and draw, I'm, like, doodling, like, a flower or something yeah. or a peace sign. <laughs> Stinking hippie. <laughs> um, no, but I wonder if that's also, like, I, I've heard that that's kind of a processing thing. So if you have these things, you're getting them out. Like, they'll tell people who, with a lot of anxiety to write these things out, like, kind of putting them out there in the world so it's not in your head anymore. I feel like for him, it had the opposite effect. Right. And he, it just made him, like, super, super into this. Right. I agree. I would agree. Um, so according to his mother, Rod began smoking pot around age 13 or 14, and within a year, he was hooked on hard drugs, including LSD, heroin, and cocaine. It was during this time that Sandra began to notice that Rod was having some rage fits, really? particularly when he was getting high. Well, no kidding. This is a, like, teenager. A baby. <laughs> a 13, you know, has been on some kind of drug since he was 13 yeah. and for years and is using all these drugs. And, you know, everybody has their own opinions, but it's pretty much proven fact at this point that your brain is not done to, nearly done developing at this point. So whenever you start oh, adding no. all of these, cr- like, different substances, I mean, that is huge for your development as a person. Right. You know, you're not done as much as teenagers like to think that they're just as grown as they're going to be yeah, at 16. Yeah. You know, there's still is a lot, especially with, you know, your brain maturing and everything. So oh, I always wonder. Oh, as you will if, see as this right. goes on, everything <laughs> I read was like, you're an idiot, you're an idiot, you're an idiot. Right. Like, clearly they don't have a good, everything is not done developing at all. Right. But then it's also surprising for the mother saying that she looks back and says that everything was so great. And I'm like, he was like he was doing, doing the drugs, at drugs at 13. At 13. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, what was so great about that? Yeah. You know, to me, if I was having a, a 13 year old at home that was getting into drugs and everything, that would not be great. I would be so stressed out. I don't understand how. You wouldn't think fondly of that time in your I life? I don't think so. No, you wouldn't. I know you wouldn't. I'd go up and slap you upside the head if you did. <laughs> so during these rage fits that he would go in, and she said it was mostly when he was using cocaine, when when he would go into these, you know, I'm sure uh, all the other drugs didn't make him necessarily happy either. But he would break furniture, punch holes in the walls, and in her words, she said that he would treat her like a dog and but talk to her a like a dog. dog. <laughs> right. But this is the fond time in their life. Um, so Rod really started falling deeper and deeper into his, what he called his dark side. And he started just to wear all black attire and just grew a head full of this long, stringy black hair. And it just would hang over his face and cover like half of his face. And you can just- Everyone put- has seen A-Rod. Everyone has seen one, yes. You went to high school with them, and if you didn't, you were Rod. And I'm not saying Rod. that long, stringy hair means that you're no, no, crazy, no, no, no. but... It's just a way somebody's expressing themselves. Exactly. Especially in high school. Right, especially, I was, was going to say, especially with teenagers, they have all, they want to do different things with their style yeah. and everything. We but, sound so old. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Those youths. <laughs> His behavior and personality caught the attention of another classmate named Jaden Murphy, and he liked Rod because he reminded Jaden of himself, and that... Rod just didn't care what people thought of him. So this was appealing to Jaden, and he thought that he would have found a really good friend in him. So one day, he just decided to walk up and introduce himself, and pretty much it worked. A close friendship was formed. So they continued to hang out together more and more, and they realized that they had a lot in common. And Jaden confided in Rod that he was a participant in this vampire lifestyle. Sure. Sure. So imagine, picture this. <laughs> You're at your locker. <laughs> Someone comes up. <laughs> How does that conversation start? I mean, I don't understand. I don't know. Do you have math third period? Yes. Do you like vampires? 
Do you, you want to be, be a vampire? <laughs> Do you want to be one? Sorry, I did not make that jump good enough. Yeah. Um, so Jaden taught Rod these vampire rules, or the, the rules of on. the lifestyle. And he actually had gone so far to say that Rod was his chosen one. So Rod's <laughs> the one who's going to carry out all of his work of vampirism. What, what work is there to do? <laughs> like, what's the end goal here? We're going to get into that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> One night, Jaden picked up Rod and some other friends, and they drive to a cemetery because it's where all the cool kids hang out, apparently. Right. Yeah, and they complete a ritual process that would initiate Rod into their weird vampire clan. I, I just, anything that's like a... A ritual. I don't like the word ritual. No. Nothing good ever happens. Cults, cults, cults. Yeah. Nothing good ever happens. Yeah, exactly. So they each cut themselves and hmm, they partook in each other's blood because nothing sounds like Thanksgiving, (laughs) like talking about drinking blood. Sorry about this. (laughs) Hope you don't have a turkey in your hand. Um, So as they're doing this, they're talking about like their ideas of how this will make them all together forever in eternity, like BFFs forever. First of all, why would you want to be a vampire for the rest of your life? That just seems miserable. Give me like a McDouble and I'm happy. Also, like what if this doesn't work? (laughs) What if that's your ultimate goal and all you've done is just drink a whole lot of blood? Also, this is the 90s and I feel like this is kind of when there was like a lot of awareness about not sharing bodily fluids with other people. Right. So like I thought we were done doing like like uh what was it called? Like Blood Brothers. Like you yeah, just put them together. You know, and like I I don't know. I my brain hurts with all of this though because yeah. it's just like that's just not a smart thing to do on so many levels just for your own safety and for everyone else. I'm just worried about the safety of everyone, I know. you know? It's, yeah, it's real upsetting. But it, yeah, I don't it's like a crowd mentality, I guess. I did not have this problem. I will narc all of you again. I could care less what you try and get me to do. Um, But Jaden recalls the first time he tried blood. This is not his first time. He tells a story about his uncle who was a hunter. He brings home a deer one night, drains the blood after he was butchering it, and they drink deer blood together. I'm sorry, are deers vampires? What is the point of drinking the deer's blood? What's going on? So uh, Jaden said his mom lost her mind over it. Oh, really? Well, I was thankful to hear that, that she wasn't like, (laughs) pull me a cup, you know, (laughs) pour me a cup. Um, And she was super upset, but that he liked it. I call BS on that. There's Ew. no way you like that. Ew. Have you ever bit something in your mouth and it bleeds? It's terrifying. No, it's so bad. Yeah. Uh-uh. No. Lies. Mm. It's lies. <laughs> so as Rod began hanging around this Jaden character more, his friends started to notice that he was changing because Rod actually did have other friends. It wasn't just this guy. Um, but the other friends he had had before had noticed that Rod was starting to become a different person. He was t- kind of turning into like a little bit of evil from what his friends <laughs> really. Say. And so, I mean, I guess when you get to the point where you're doing blood drinking rituals, yeah, there's things have taken a turn, right? You're no, you're we're no longer in pleasant. Though. Yeah, <laughs> I heard one of his friends, and you'll remember which girl I'm talking about on one of the documentary videos, the one in all red, who like it said like. Rod's dream. Oh, the one who dressed one. up like a vampire. Yeah, with like blood all over her right. face. Fake blood all over her face. Found her on Facebook. She doesn't do that anymore. But well, she thank I know, God for that. <laughs> but she was saying like it was such a roller coaster ride with him. Like some days everything was great and other days it was terrible and we were terrified. I was like, well, get off the ride. Like that does not <laughs> sound fun at all. Right. Why do you who needs a friend like that? That's I know. that's just terrifying. Too much. One terrifying day will make you leave, children. <laughs> right. So up to this point, his friends had described him as being fun to be around and like he's had a great friend. But in 1996, he began to just sink deeper and deeper into this idea that he was a vampire. These thoughts, of course, were magnified and just continued. He let it continue to go on and it was easier for him to, I guess, get into all this because he was doing so many drugs and drinking alcohol and mixing things and all that. So yeah, I imagine if you... Do that LSD, combination, yeah. You'll be easily convinced that you're a vampire. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I've never done LSD, but I can't think of any other explanation. Yeah. <laughs> so he eventually started to believe that he was actually 500 years old. I feel 500 years old. <laughs> right. But he maintained that this was him and this was true and he really was a legit vampire, 500-year-old vampire. 
So a former friend, April, who was the one that you were mentioning, who did a documentary interview. And this documentary was like done in the late 90s. Oh, yeah. So it's not current at all. This was it's when tough. they were all still teenagers. And right. this is shortly after it happened. And she was on um, the documentary and said that at one point, when thing when she really realized that things were going bad when for the him, roller coaster was down, right? She said that and something had happened, and what happened was that he Rod had killed a cat. Basically, it was just walked up to him and mm-hmm. was trying to get petted. I guess and yeah. this part makes me so sick. And I guess he just picked the cat up, bent down, picked it up, and threw it and slammed it against a tree and killed it. Yeah. And so April and Jaden, uh, you know, the boy who introduced him to all this crazy vampire stuff. Yeah. He even said that they he thought too far. <laughs> this was too much, right? That we didn't sign you up to kill things. Although we're talking about drinking blood and right now, but according to Jaden, he says that. Killing is not part of the vampire lifestyle. Right. It's not because not the rules. It's, it's not, not in the vampire rules. rules. No, it's not. It's not meant for you to just go on. Right. You know. Glad to hear killing it. Killing spree. Glad to hear it. I am too. Now, I guess they just do drink each other's blood. They don't have to kill people to get it. I don't know what the. What is the vampire? Di- no, not vampire diaries. What's the old um, Tom Cruise movie? Brad Pitt oh, interview gosh. with a vampire. Yeah, like didn't they have to kill people that were. I don't know. I watched that at my aunt's house, and my mom's going to kill me um, whenever I was younger, and I hated it, and I was terrified. So I don't remember all the bits and pieces of that movie. That movie I remember because my dad used to watch it, but every time I would see him watching it, I would always just be like, oh, he's watching that, like, boring dad stuff. Like, you know what, what? I mean? So, like, I never sat down and actually watched it. And now my husband turns it on every now and then as, like, a falling into sleep movie. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> like, you need chasers. You need funny stuff to go to sleep to. That's when I just roll over and go to sleep. I don't have to uh, watch any of that. <laughs> so eventually, Rod and Jaden's friendship started to crumble after this cat incident. And Jaden said that he just did not condone or encourage Rod's violent behavior at all. And Rod started to betray Jaden more and more. So they had done this ritual. He had been initiated into the secret society of vampires and they were like vampire fight club yeah (laughs) and they were just bestie besties and then they were supposed to remain that way forever because they did the they drink each other's blood right so this is eternity it's eternity so it's a big deal when rod starts betraying Jaden because that's what are you gonna do the rest of your life right for eternity (laughs) like you gotta still see this guy right rod Decided that he was just going to ditch Jaden and he was going to create his own little vampire clan. And he met some new friends who were also interested in this lifestyle. And their names were Scott Anderson. He was 16. Charity Kesey, who was also 16. And Dana Cooper, who was 19. And on November 23rd, 1999, this is the week of Thanksgiving, the group of vampire teens set out on a quest to Florida to pick up good old Heather Wendorf, and initiate her into the clan. So Heather was the one that he had met when he briefly lived in Florida. And I guess they had stayed in contact, and she said, you know what? Vampire life sounds great. Yeah. Come on down to Florida. Also, Heather, you could have done better. I agree. I agree. There's plenty of crazy people in Florida. You didn't have to go outsourcing it. (laughs) (laughs) Don't outsource to Kentucky. We have our own. (laughs) So according to Rod's mother, the original plan for this trip to Florida – was that Rod and Charity were going to go down to Daytona first and get married. And then the whole group of them, all these teens, sure. were just going to move to New Orleans and get an apartment and live like vampires. Okay. First of all. How many things are wrong with this? There, <laughs> there's only one person in this group who's over 18. Right. And it's this this girl, Dana. The rest of them are all minors. I and know. so, and, and Rod's mom was okay with this. Like, yeah. sure, honey. Go ahead. Yeah. Like. (laughs) Give it your best shot. Like. Drink some blood. Nobody has a job. Nobody has. First and last month deposit. (laughs) As an adult, I was thinking of all these things. You can't just move to New Orleans. (laughs) What? How irresponsible this plan is. (laughs) You're going to die before you get there. And like, who's, are you going to finish school? Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to write a note for you. No. I'm going to talk to your principal. So I, I can't you're going to enroll in the local high school there because... You're going to get your GED? What's going to happen here? <laughs> What's your plan? Give me a five-year plan. I need your five-year It's plan. funny because those are all the same things that I thought of too when I like was reading. I'm like, wait, how are they going to go get an apartment? Yeah. Who, who can even get an apartment? Who's going to sign for this? Right. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't even know. <laughs> That's the part about their brains where it's like your brain is not completely developed to think right. this plan right. through. But all the parents who were okay, although I'm assuming some of them just skipped town and didn't tell their parents. I would guess your best bet would be to leave without telling your parents you joined a <laughs> vampire cult and are traveling to Florida with them. I'm thinking they probably didn't tell anybody. Probably not. 
They arrived in Florida on November 25th, 1996. Dana, Charity, and Heather arrived at Heather's boyfriend's house at around 9.30. Heather had a boyfriend. Is the boyfriend not interested in stopping any of this or saying maybe don't join a vampire cult? I always wondered about that. I guess I don't know. Thank goodness he was not <laughs> keen to join into this. So the group had previously discussed a plan for Rod to steal Heather's parents' SUV – well thought out plan, and then well, they Heather, needed a bigger vehicle. Now they they're going to be picking up Heather, so they yeah. don't. They didn't have enough room. Sure. So they needed a bigger car. So why save our money right. and get a rented car and move to? <laughs> let's just steal Heather's parents' SUV. It's yeah. right there. It's ready. Sure. Let's go. Yeah, let's do it. So Heather leaves a garage door open and told him where he could find the keys in her parents' bedroom. Rod and Scott were supposed to go in and steal the car and then meet back up with the girls so they could head out of town, bound for New Orleans. When the guys didn't show up to meet them, the girls decided to go back to the road that Heather lived on to look for them. At the same time as they're walking that direction, the boys pull up in the SUV. Charity went over to speak to Rod while Scott was changing the license plate. That's actually... (laughs) (laughs) But whenever they changed the license plate, I was like, wow, that's one actual thought-out plan to not get caught on this. Not genius, but... Not genius. No, but, like, uh, they're going to look for a license. But, like, where did they right? get it? Maybe they just took it off the car that they had originally Probably drove? they're so dumb. They, you know, Otherwise, I'm just picturing them, like, writing on a cardboard box a few letters <laughs> and just, like, taping it onto the back. <laughs> it's, it's possible. So when Charity returns to the girls, she is white as a ghost. She is looking absolutely terrified and horrified. So Dana becomes concerned and asks her what's wrong, and Charity replied that she, quote, wasn't sure, but thinks Rod may have killed Heather's parents. Whoa. How are you not sure of that? Right. Like, what was the conversation that left right. you, like, iffy on it? Right. Okay. Like, well, <laughs> I know. Well, what not did sure. you say? Yeah. I'm not sure. I'm but, not sure. But I also had seen in one of those documentaries that um, she said that he had, like, red on his shirt. Oh, okay. Well, so. Yeah. Well, he, Yeah. I guess that makes sense, but... Right. So Charity wasn't sure, and (laughs) Heather didn't have any clue at all, uh, but it was true. Rod had murdered them just a few minutes prior. In interviews that were given by Rod himself, he recalls the murders in absolutely chilling detail. I, If you guys go and watch any videos of this, be prepared to have your skin crawl. And yeah. Like, it just gave me goosebumps because he, I was saying to Melissa, like, I don't, you know, evil stuff and, you know, stuff like that. Like, I don't really think about that stuff too much, you know, but I was saying to Melissa, I'm like, this person, like, I feel like this is like what you think of whenever you think of someone who like sold their soul to the devil. Like, yeah, this yeah. is like... So beyond creepy, the stuff that he says and the way he talks about this whole thing. Yeah. It just gave me, like, the heebie-jeebies so bad. We'll link to it, but I'd advise you not to watch it, to be honest. It's very creepy. Yeah. Yeah, he just seemed like he could care less. Like, it was very just, like, this is what happened. But, like, proud of himself at the same time? Proud of himself, yeah. I mean, he has zero remorse about it. At least at this time, he had zero remorse. I still don't think. I don't, yeah, we'll, we'll get into that. Um, but yeah, no, I was, it just, it just seems like he has no soul, basically, is what, yeah. you know, that's how I, I felt about him. And Do vampires have souls? Do we I, know that? I guess not. He's okay. 500 years old, so, you know. <laughs> so Rod says that he and Scott were supposed to go in the house, find the master bedroom, steal the car keys, and take the Ford Explorer. While they were going through the garage to get into the house, Rod had a thought that, you know, what am I going to do if I encounter Heather's dad while I'm going through looking for the car keys? Right. And he thought he would need to grab something to protect himself just in case he was confronted by Heather's parents and would need to, I don't know, fling it at them so he could run fling away. Fling it at them, yeah. So he spotted a crowbar and grabbed it, took it with him, and they two boys entered the house. When Rod first found Heather's father... Uh, he was sleeping on the couch, but he did not see Heather's mother, Naomi, anywhere. So they looked around for some more things to steal, and that was including a few items that Heather had requested that they grab, I guess, as souvenirs of them breaking and entering and stealing things. And she was like, oh, steal stuff for me from my own house. I don't know. It's just so weird. It make more sense if she was like, can you grab my bag? Right. Not- not can you prove that you did this right and i'm having like flashbacks to aaron caffey because she did the the same thing thing. Mm -hmm. um so anyway it was at this point that rod says they just simply decided to kill heather's parents this is why it matters who you hang out with right they um rod says he doesn't know what came over him in that moment 
he just decided he was going to kill Richard, mm-hmm. who was laying there sleeping, taking a nap on the couch. So he recalled how the two boys went over to where he was sleeping and kind of like danced around his what you want to say body, but he wasn't dead yet because they hadn't killed him yet. Just danced around him while he slept. And the way that Rod describes it, like he was saying that it was like just a very childlike, like, what did he say? Impish dance or whatever. And that he, and this is a quote, he said, it was a rush to know he was asleep and not know we held his fate in our hands. Ugh. That is so disgusting. I can't even. That is just so. It just, yeah. No. Um, so he says he initially wanted to try to impale Richard, but didn't realize that you needed a sharp object to do that. What do you think you impale people with, sir? Like, what do you think? I just, I don't understand how you would think that you could. I don't, I don't know. I don't understand how you could think any I of this. I just don't. Yeah. The whole <laughs> thing is like, oh, I don't know. You, you've got to be disturbed to even come up with, could I impale this person? You know what I mean? And then right. like, logistically, could I impale this right. person? Right. So weird. So he decided that he would just use the crowbar to beat Richard over the head until he killed him. And that's Man. what he did. And he, in the interviews, said that, um, you know, he he hit him several times in the head. And even the autopsy report, I actually looked at that and they were saying that like the, the number, like the actual number of times that he was hit, it was like so much. I mean, he, he was unrecognizable. This man, like he had like no face left after this. I'm like, Oh my gosh, I just, I can't even with that. Yeah. I, it's just so, I don't know. The whole thing is so upsetting, but just the lack of respect for just a human. Yes. That's where it's really hard, like to dance around them to do this for no reason. There's no right. reason. He's literally sleeping. I know. Like, that, just do what you came to do if that's what you want to do. Steal the keys, steal the car, whatever. You know, yeah. it's a stupid thing to do, but yeah. it's not killing an innocent person. I so, know. you know. I know. So, um, after Mr. Windorf had been beaten to death, his wife, Naomi, confronts the teens. Um, and she asked Rod what he wanted, which I'm sure she was going to give him whatever he wanted. But Rod actually does not say anything. And he says, according to him, his focus was, quote unquote, to kill. So he's just like living on a high after the first thing he did. Yeah, no remorse, no anything. Like, it wasn't like I have to cover up my crime even and now there's a witness. It's just like, now I just want to kill. So upsetting. So he moves to attack Naomi and she was holding a cup of hot coffee, which she threw in Rod's face. But that only seemed to accelerate what he called his, quote, instincts. And he quickly murdered Mrs. Windorf in the same way that he had killed her husband. So at this point, the teens then steal the Ford Explorer, took the murder weapon with them, and went to pick up the girls, and they head out of town. It wasn't until they were leaving Florida that Heather learned of her parents' murder. Can you imagine, like, you're in the car with them, and you find out that your parents are dead. Uh, She said she remembers that day and the following days feeling dreamlike. She said she was afraid of Rod. Smart. And what he was capable of. And it wasn't just her. Dana said that it felt like the air had changed with anger and anticipation and that Rod scared her as well. So now everybody's terrified of well, this guy. They're he going just to murder two with. people in cold blood. And I like, know. And they're stuck in a vehicle with them. Right. And God only knows what he has planned whenever they get where they're going. I mean, I would be scared. Like, okay, what is all this about? We're going to New Orleans. Like, yeah. are you planning on sacrificing us? Like, yeah, what? yeah. You know, I would be terrified. Oh, Truth yeah. Truth be told, I would want to jump out of the car at the next gas station and call the police myself, know. you know, just to get away. But you've got to remember that they're young kids and you, they don't know, you know, that might make sense to me and you, but you could be so terrified. Or he could say, nobody can leave, or right. this could be you. He would show the crowbar with the dry blood on it to the rest of the teens and even explain how he killed parent, Heather's parents in detail, which, mm-hmm. you imagine hearing that about your parents, that's heartbreaking. Back at the Windorf home, Heather's older sister, Jennifer, returned home from work to find the bodies of their parents. Police who responded to the scene immediately suspected that Heather and her friends had something to do with the murder and that they had stolen the SUV and fled, which, spot on. Nice job. Well, I had uh, read that Jennifer actually told police, it don't, didn't take her long to throw her sister under the bus and said, hey, yeah, my little sister, she um, is into this weird vampire stuff. And yeah. I think this person came from Kentucky yeah. and is possibly that's who she's with. So, and then that combined with the fact that the truck was stolen, yeah. they were like, okay, this is probably something we need to look right. into as a actual possibility of what's yeah. going on here. They began circulating pictures on the news and a nationwide manhunt was then underway. So when Rod talks about these days on their manhunt, he says that 
he thought it was just great. He oh, just yeah. loved it. He loved the excitement of being on the run that all the police were looking for him. Like, this is so sick to me. Yeah, <laughs> it's I know. Just, all of it is so crazy. So on their second day on the run, they did finally arrive in New Orleans. And Rod wanted to meet up with his friend. And this person is only known as... Chicken man. See, Mandy, I had something in here for you. No. <laughs> this is not the kind of chicken man that I want in my life. Okay? <laughs> not even close. So this chicken man, he was famous for blood drinking rituals. I just didn't know this was such a thing. No, apparently. And how can you be famous for drinking blood? I think they meant infamous. <laughs> yeah. They mean infamous. And like... I don't even remember how well the internet was going on at this time. Could you Google him? Is it like a Yelp review that he's a good blood drinking ritual guy? Like if you're into this, this is the man to see. Yeah. Five stars. (laughs) So the teens would have to go into actually a very dangerous part of town, which there's not hard to find one of those in New Orleans. Actually, it's all very dangerous. They don't recommend that you walk around alone at night down there. Actually, I've been to New Orleans once. I went with my friend and my husband and um, we actually had some stuff stolen off of our, like, personal property, like, off of us whenever we were on the streets in New Orleans, and we just let them have it. It was, like, a digital camera and... Stop. Yeah. But no. it's actually kind of... It's not not really the safest place. There are some safe areas in New Orleans. There are. Beautiful places. Well, there are. It's not all terrible, <laughs> but, I mean, it's... <laughs> I feel like it's said. really like that, though, with any yeah. um, destination or any city, you know, you're never going to be very far from, like, a bad part. Especially with a lot of travel and... Even if you go to downtown Orlando. Oh, there, come there's... on. We can't even kind of excuse that. You know that's going to be a hot mess if you go down there. I, well, I mean, but also dangerous. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> Maybe that's I'm just, dangerous. like, scared of everything. I'm I... terrified of everything. <laughs> I just don't want to have anything to do with I think any, everyone is trying to kill me. So, yeah, yeah that's where I'm at. <laughs> so as the kids are walking down the dark alleyways of New Orleans to find the chicken man, a police officer stopped them and basically just told them, you know, what are you doing over here? You guys need to get out of this area. So he said they needed to just turn around and walk the other way. Well, of course – they're not going to argue with an officer. <laughs> yeah, not at this time. <laughs> not at this they're point. They're not feeling so brave. No. So they did. They turned around, and Rod decided at this point that they needed money because, of course, they don't have any money. What? Are you kidding? Uh, can they you don't have that? jobs on the road? They have nothing. So they need money because they they can't even get out of town at this point. They view their t- gas tank is on empty. They None of them have eaten what anything. What about the apartment that they're going to live in? I don't know. I don't know what the plan. Maybe the chicken man was going to help them out. I don't know. Oh, gosh. <laughs> so Rod said that the only way, the best way, I guess, for them to get money was to break into someone's house and steal whatever they needed. Yeah. Why didn't they give blood? They love giving blood. <laughs> <laughs> Do they pay you for that? Yeah. Um, they pay you for plasma. Okay. I was one to a college student. I know. <laughs> I know. They do. Is it worth Or they doing? did. They did many <laughs> moons ago. Is this something ago. I should do? No. It <laughs> takes a really long time and it's always in a sketchy area of town. Oh, great. Okay. <laughs> so they did break into a house. They chose one or Rod chose one. He sounds like he was the ruler of everything and chose it all. And thankfully, nobody was home at this house. So... All of the other kids were even saying, like, thank God nobody was here because they have no doubt that Rod would have killed them. Yeah. These other poor people. So they just went in and they stole weapons, alcohol, and a plastic piggy bank full of change, which totaled $20. So, woohoo. Can you imagine knowing, sorry, that that was your house and he broke into your house and how close you were to being murdered? No. I don't know how you get over that one. I would move immediately. Yeah. I would not be able to handle that. $20? $20. bucks. That's all they got. In cash, and then they had, like, alcohol and weapons, which they didn't even keep because they ended up ditching the weapons, like, the same day or the next day. Which would literally be something you could sell behind a gas station. Behind a gas station, yeah. I mean, or... To the chicken man. Right. (laughs) So they put the whole $20 in gas in the Explorer and decided that they couldn't stay in New Orleans. That was just not a great idea, which it's not. And so they headed off to Baton Rouge, Louisiana. So, like I said, they ditched the items along the way, including the crowbar, which was used as the murder weapon. So, now we're states away. So, now he's ditched the crowbar in Louisiana somewhere that he used in the Florida murder. So, that's kind of going to throw a wrench, I feel like, in the, you know, investigation. crowbar in the investigation. (laughs) (laughs) So, at some point, Charity Kesey decided that she needed to contact her grandmother and get in touch with her mom and... 
I guess this was all just because they didn't have any money and they needed help. Of course, now they're like, oh, yeah, we actually need to call our parents. Yeah. <laughs> hey, mom, on the run. <laughs> right. Western Union, me a few bucks. Right. So Charity's mom said that she would wire money to Charity. But keep in mind now, all these kids, they know they've been on the news. Well, I guess the kids don't know they've been on the news. Yeah. But at this point, the parents are already tipped off that the kids have been seen on the news right? and that they're on the run. And if anyone gets in touch with them or hears from them, they need to give information to the police. Right. So Charity's mom, of course, doesn't mention anything on the phone with her, but she uh, did say that she would wire the money to Charity and just told her to let her know. Where? Where. Just where do you need that money to go, honey? <laughs> so, so Rod was closely monitoring the call, but Dana said that she still had the very bad feeling that the whole thing was a setup. And she was right, because a short time later, two police officers approached the girls that were, I guess, hanging around outside. It sounded like they were just loitering around the car. And they took the girls to the police car, and there was more officers that showed up and surrounded the SUV and took all of the teens into custody on November 28th, 1996, which was Thanksgiving Day. Hmm. One of the officers who picked up the teen said that Heather was upset, but that none of the others were. He said that Rob was extremely arrogant and that the others seemed very subdued. And they were probably terrified and shocked. You know, if oh, he's yeah. like knowing what's going on and they right. don't. Um, all the teens in the group were found to have self-mutilation marks from their bloodletting rituals. Hmm. Are you ready to revolutionize the way you enjoy food and essentials at home? Introducing DashPass from DoorDash, your ultimate ticket to convenience and savings. With DashPass, you gain exclusive access to unlimited $0 delivery fees on eligible orders, along with members-only deals and discounts that will leave your wallet smiling. Whether you're craving the flavors of your favorite restaurants, need groceries from across town, or anything in between, DashPass ensures that everything you need is just a few clicks away, delivered right to your door. With DashPass, not only do you enjoy $0 delivery delivery fees, but you'll also benefit from lower service fees on eligible orders, making it the most affordable way to satisfy your cravings and stock up on essentials from your local favorites. What I really love is how quickly DashPass pays for itself. On average, it takes just two orders, which makes it a no-brainer investment for your budget. And as if that weren't enough, DashPass grants you special access to exclusive promotions and menu items, adding an extra layer of excitement to your DoorDash experience. You get all this for only $9.99 a month, which is a small price to pay for unlimited convenience and savings. My family and I have had DoorDash for the past year or so, and while I make most meals at home, I don't know that I could mom without it. I used it twice just this past week while we were dealing with a stomach bug at home, and it was so nice to have and to be able to focus on getting better and not running all over town to pick everything up for everyone. Don't wait. Sign up for DashPass now and unlock a world of possibilities, all from the comfort of your home. DashPass from DoorDash, delivering joy, convenience, and savings straight to your doorstep. Get more from delivery for less with DashPass. $0 delivery fees and reduced service fees on eligible DoorDash orders. Sign up for DashPass today and get your first 30 days free if you're a new member. Subject to change. Terms apply. Open the door to $0 delivery fees and savings you can't get anywhere else. Sign up for DashPass today, only on DoorDash, and get your first 30 days free if you're a new member. Subject to change, terms apply. It's been a while since I've had a baby of my own, and some days I miss it so much. The baby cuddles and baby smiles, but when it comes to diaper rashes, not so much. I remember the first time my oldest had a diaper rash, I was really devastated. Here's this tiny thing totally dependent on me, and now she's fussy and obviously uncomfortable, and I'm supposed to have the answers. Well, with time and treatment, it went away, but what I really wanted was to avoid it altogether. And now, baby butts rejoice. New Huggies Skin Essentials are here, a brand new dermatologist-approved line of diapers, wipes, and pull-ups training pants, all designed with baby's sensitive skin in mind. The wipes are thick and have zero harsh ingredients for a great gentle clean. Pull-Up Skin Essentials has got your big kid covered, too, with a training pant that's ultra-soft and breathable to help protect sensitive skin throughout potty training. Whether you're a first-time parent or a seasoned pro, make it easy on yourself and your baby with Huggies. Learn more at Huggies.com. Once again, head to Huggies.com to learn more. Rod Farrell pled guilty to the murders and was sentenced to death in 1998. At the time, he was actually the youngest person in the U.S. on death row. His sentence has since been reduced to life without parole. And that's happened several states really right they did that because he was a minor at the time of his crime right so yeah he was supposed to um i for 
get now. He was supposed to be executed in early 2000s. It yeah. was like supposed to be set for like I believe 2005 or 06. It's never that soon anyway. Like no, that, that was that only 10 years after a crime. Yeah, no that would not. No, I, I agree. That would be really quick. No. Scott Anderson, who was really just there. I don't believe he participated in the murders. Um, he was dancing around, wasn't he? he? Yeah, but he didn't actually hit anyone with yeah. the crowbar. Again, with hanging out with the wrong crowd. Right. So he was sentenced to two life sentences without parole, and he and Rod were actually both granted a resentencing hearing, which is going to be held very soon I on know. March 12th, 2018. Can't wait. I can't believe they got resentencing hearings. What I are know. they going to do? If they let these kids out, I'm going to freak out. I know. Well, I'm, I'm going to freak <laughs> out after this. Eustace is a little too close for comfort. I know. Well, and after this, I'm not feeling great about it, Mandy. If we they get released, we're them. taking this whole episode down. I, oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. It will be down immediately. <laughs> get it while you can. <laughs> but yeah, that's so soon. Whenever I saw that too, I was like, hold on. I'd like right. to know that this was concluded. There is no way they're going to let them out. I heard Rod say in a more recent interview, um, he thinks that everyone deserves a second chance. Not, I'm sorry, this was terrible, I did these things, I feel bad, just that everyone deserves a second chance. See, I don't buy it, and I think he's still creepy, even in his older age now. I don't feel like he's remorseful at all. Um, didn't, I, I didn't get a, an overwhelming sense of remorse. I got an overwhelming oh, no, March is only a few months away <laughs> right. from, from right. him. Right. That's a vibe I got. The other guy, Scott, though, he really did – he does seem truly yeah. remorseful to me. And, like, you see his picture now. I mean, he just looks like a regular guy. Like, you know, does of course, they've all grown up now. They're not teenagers sure. anymore. This is 20 years ago. And um, Scott says that he really had no clue what he was in for going into the mm-hmm. house. You know, he was, up, he was down for breaking and entering and stealing a vehicle. Right. He didn't know that he was getting himself into a situation where he was going to be an accomplice to murder or be present for the murder of these right. people. And, you know, like you said, you hate to even say wrong place, wrong time, but it fits here. Like, you know, yeah. like it's well, unfortunate it's that hanging he was- with your friends. That is, I swear, I will go to my death saying that. Like, you are really who you hang out with. And, right. And I know that's controversial or whatever, but it really is a reflection of you. If you're ha- having these kind of close relationships with people that are, really quick to make some terrible decisions, you could end up being involved just by being there, you know? Right. Your life can be ruined. PSA. (laughs) So Charity Kesey, who was the girlfriend supposed to get married to Rod in Daytona, she actually only served 10 years for her role. She was released on March 23rd, 2006. And since her release from prison, she has moved back to Murray, Kentucky, where she now has two children and volunteers her time assisting recently released criminals um, so that they can reintegrate into society. And she is studying, or she was studying to be a paralegal. I like that. That's I like it. Wonderful. Yeah. And that's it. That's an important job to be able to reintegrate people because right. that's always a yes. discussion of like you get out of prison, you're supposed to be rehabilitated, and then what? Right. All you know is this life of crime. Right. You know what I mean? Like that's it's And an ten easy... years in jail, I mean that's it's it's it would be hard. Like if they've been in for any length of time, I can see how getting back into society would be hard. And then I always think about people who like say that we're serving like thirty or thirty five years mm-hmm. and it's like now it's twenty eighteen. Yeah. How much is different? Everything. I mean, I feel like that would be the most overwhelming thing to have to even go back out into yeah. the world and realize it's such a fast-paced world we live in now. Like, yeah. it's nothing like it was mm-hmm. in the mid-80s or, you know, even early 90s. Like, it's yeah. just so different, you know, with the internet and the smartphones and the – everything is everything is smart now. You could talk to things in your house. I don't like I it. <laughs> well, that's because you're a paranoid person. No, but I, I can't remember who I was listening to recently that was um, – uh, wrongfully convicted and released and he talks about walking into a gas station and freaking out when the doors automatically open that's oh, how long he had been in prison oh my gosh like, that so is so think crazy of how that's something you take advantage of and yeah so he like stood there and was like what's happening it's like literally the future to them like yeah. you're like you there's like you, you just world. got like transplanted into a completely different time yeah like something that you have n- you, it's, it's all like foreign. a time machine yeah <laughs> totally is So Dana Cooper, who was the 19-year-old at the time, she was the oldest one, she served 15 years and was released on October 15th, 2011, so not too long ago. And she was another one who I felt was just, it was just an unfortunate circumstance for her. She was just, you know, and I can see 
sometimes teens do get involved in these whatever. If they feel like it's part of something they can belong to, this vampire yeah. thing. You know, and like I said in the beginning, it doesn't mean they want to kill people. Yeah. Not yeah. the regular average vampire, yeah. apparently. Just the rods. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, and I think that sometimes those kind of things, like, it doesn't always have to mean that you're going to turn, you know, murderous. Right. But a certain type of person, I feel like, who already has, like, inclinations to certain things yeah. can easily be um, provoked by right. getting involved in things like that. So, yeah, so I feel like the girls here, I feel like it's fair that they didn't spend life in prison sure. because they didn't kill anyone and they didn't even really know that what was yeah. going on. You know, they were just... But people died. You have to pay for that. You know, you right. were involved in some degree. You have There has to be payment for that, really. Right. Which I is mean, unfortunate, but... I think 10 years is good, though. I mean... So she was 26 when she got out. So yeah. that's... She still has her life. You still have your life. And exactly. she's doing something with her life. Right. So Heather Wendorf, the daughter, was cleared of all wrongdoing in the murders of her parents, and she served no time in jail. I don't know how she was the only one who that got That didn't off. make sense to me. Uh, that didn't make sense to me either. So she now goes by a different name, and I actually found her on social media, and it looks like she has a really nice life now. She lives in North Carolina. She is married, and I know that I could tell she has at least one child, a daughter. Yeah. So, um... But she's kind of hippie, like me. It's kind of weird. Uh, I I see it. <laughs> she, <laughs> but no, she um yeah she goes by a different name, which I'm not going to say just yeah, out of no, respect no. for her. Mm-hmm. Um, it's doesn't not, matter, right? Um, so Rod continues to give these candid interviews in which he says he longs for death and has always felt like he was going to hell for his crimes and. He is just an evil, evil person, in my opinion. I hope he does not get out of jail. Honestly, I kind of wish that the death penalty stuck in this case. I know. <laughs> I don't want to say bad things about him really loudly, <laughs> just in case. I'm just kidding. But no, for real, this episode will come down if there's any chance that he's coming out. Because I did read that one of the things was they could get off for time served. What? They could get off for time served. Read it. What it's there. What do you there. mean? No. Yes, no, absolutely. No. I 100% How promise How are you going to kill you. someone and only serve 20 years they were minors whenever it happened. I'm telling you. Oh my gosh. I will, I will freak out. I know. Maybe. Guys, this one might not be up very long. <laughs> this one might not even go up. I don't know yet. <laughs> We'll see how, how safe we feel. We're breaking our own rule. We've always said that uh, we're only going to do it for Patreon if yeah, we yeah. want to uh, do ones where it's possible that the... <laughs> they could come for us. Yes. <laughs> My name is not Melissa. <laughs> and you are not Mandy. No. Nope. We're safe now. Those are completely fake names. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So that is the story of the vampire killers of Eustis, Florida. I want to say Kentucky. I'm already Kentucky. They're of Kentucky. They're Kentuckians now. They just came to Florida to do Always got to come to Florida. Leave us out of it. Let us – we have enough crazy. We don't need imported crazy. I agree. Totally. So today we are going to do something a little bit different. We normally run promos at the end of our show, but we wanted to – do something different in the spirit of Thanksgiving and being thankful. And Mandy, I am very thankful for you, by the way. And I've had so much fun doing our little podcast. And Aww. I know, I'm not, it's all the cold medicine, I'm telling you. I'm slowly dying here. This is the first nice thing she said to me in five years. It's the first nice thing I've ever <laughs> said to anyone. So <laughs> you should feel really special. But no, this has been such a really cool thing for us. And um, we're so thankful for people that listen and have enjoyed it. And don't mind that we, joke and add a little levity to this whole thing and we're never making fun of the people that have crimes that happen to them feel the need to say that all the time but we yeah so anyway we're really thankful for you guys so in the spirit of thanksgiving we did not want to do promos this week of shows not that there's anything wrong with that we love doing that but we wanted to feature a couple businesses that we know about small businesses so at the end of it's the saturday of thanksgiving week that small business Saturday, right? Where you should spend money for small businesses. So we wanted to just highlight a couple of those businesses that mean a lot to us that are involved with our show or that are friends of the show. 
So the first shop we wanted to tell you guys about is um, Fulton for Life, and this is Aaron, whose husband is TJ with Pints and Puzzles, who's a friend of our show. Um, and so I heard Aaron on TJ's show this week. They did like a cute little Q&A, which was adorable and so fun to hear a little husband and wife going back and forth because it feels very normal and <laughs> like <laughs> what my life sounds like. But um, she actually has a company, um, the Fulton for Life, and they carry bags, totes, little clutches, and they're gorgeous, super durable, um, and they have a lot up on their website, FultonForLife.com. The really cool thing I, I found about them um, through their interview was that their goal is to, in the next few years as the business grows, and it will because these are awesome products, um, that they are looking to start hiring people with like special needs and maybe some disabilities to give them jobs, which is, that is so the awesome. coolest thing ever. Yeah. yeah. So anytime there's anything like that, I'm like all on board. Like, what do you need from me? Um, and so anyway, whenever I heard about that, I, I, we just wanted to tell you guys about them and share what a cool thing they're doing. And also these things are awesome, beautiful, <laughs> like check them out. So it's FultonForLife.com. So the next one is the lovely Nikki T, who designed our Mrs. Mother Clucker. We love Nikki T. When she's not designing chickens for <laughs> for us, she is a photographer that specializes in weddings in Arkansas. Um, and these are the most beautiful pictures ever. Like they're really good. Yeah. So mm -hmm. I saw. I asked her, I'm like, where in Arkansas? And she said, all over Arkansas. Which I'm thinking Florida. So I had to Google. How big is Arkansas? Because I thought it's not that's that crazy. No, it's not that big. But oh. in my head, I was like, how is she going all over the state? Um, but so she goes all over the state. So if you live in Arkansas and need a wonderful photographer who also likes moms and murder and murdery things, but she won't kill you. Um, <laughs> that's a very important point to throw in there. Most likely. <laughs> um, she's legitimate. <laughs> she's legitimate. And her um, website is captured by Nikki, and Nikki is N-I-C-K-I dot com. But she was established in 2007, and she's doing really well with that, and so her photography is gorgeous. My wedding photographer was terrible, and that's a story for another day. Um, he wore um, bedroom slippers to my wedding to oh. take pictures. Yeah, so that's <laughs> he had a heart attack like two weeks before and didn't bother to tell me. Oh my gosh, that's <laughs> awful. I know. He's and you're dead. making fun of his he's slippers. No, um, I'm, well, he like came in, was like super confident and gave me a hug. And he's like, it's so good to see you. I didn't know when I would get out of the hospital. And I'm like, you couldn't have told me this at any point before today. <laughs> so him and his wife were dancing at my wedding. Like they were just like holding on to each other like nobody's business. Oh my gosh. But they thought he was going to die. That's horrible. I know. That's a terrible story. He's definitely dead now. Um, <laughs> and, <laughs> he is. He's a very nice man, but he's actually dead. Yeah, yeah, he died like oh seven God. years ago. <laughs> he did not make it much longer after that wedding. This is the worst story ever. <laughs> so check out Nikki. Nikki, she's also not dead. <laughs> Captured by Nikki.com. We're never going to be able to read actual ads. Oh my gosh. Ever. Ooh. And the last one is our friend Jessica with Mother Maker. And Mother is M U T H A. Um, but she does, she makes wearable art. It's the coolest thing. Yeah. I don't even know how you describe made it because I've never seen anything dinks. like it. Yeah, I haven't either. I've never seen anything like it. It's amazing. So she made us our own like custom moms and murder. Um, bestie necklaces. Bestie necklaces. Yes. Yeah, so we're super excited about that. Um, she's in San Antonio. She does um, women's, men's, kids, pets. It's the coolest variety. Like if you have even kind of a vision, she will take it to the next level. It's the coolest stuff ever. I love it's it. It's so awesome. Love it. So um, you go to Instagram. She's on Instagram at mother, M-U-T-H-A, maker, on um, Facebook and Etsy, all the same things. And she said there's also 10% off of orders of $20, $25 or more, no code needed. So if you guys are looking for ways to give to um, or to spend your money for Small Business Saturday, these are really great companies. I hope you'll check out their – they've been great to the moms. We love them, and we just wanted to – Show our thankfulness for people who have listened to us and have been so kind to us and share with you guys about them. And um, so all we have left now are the Dateline, on my Dateline. Hashtag on my Dateline. Okay. Mandy. So I am so thrilled with how this one, this hashtag is going so Oh my far. gosh, I love it so much. So we had the examples that we originally gave, they were pretty basic and simple and Very. it was just more like a quick thing like, oh, on my Dateline, I want Keith Morrison to do it. Well, our lovely listeners have taken it to the next level and we have started to get actual narrative style paragraphs about yeah. it and they are all hilarious. They're so so we just thank 
everybody for submitting them. They have kept us so entertained over the last week and I hope we can read all of them eventually. Yeah. Um, but we're going to read as many as we can for now and um, then we'll let you guys go do whatever you need to do. <laughs> Probably not eat after this episode. Probably not. <laughs> So our first one today is from Cleewell Weddings. This is on our Instagram. And it says, hashtag on my dateline. I'd be the one wrongly convicted after my husband accidentally dies and they find my search history. (laughs) (laughs) This is literally what we're always worried about. It's a big fear of mine. It's a serious problem in my world that I could look really guilty. (laughs) But I realized today or the other day that we will probably never be called for jury duty. Or if we do, we can get out of it. This would have been our whole thing. Say, I run a a murder podcast where we talk about people being convicted and people that we don't think are guilty. And you want to bring us on? I know children can't get you out of it after (laughs) they're a certain age. That's over. Right. We've got it, guys. We figured it out. Um, The next one is from Married to Murder, which is another podcast. Two ladies talking about murder. (laughs) So you'll have to check them out. And they said, on my dateline, no childhood photos from our awkward phases. True. Yeah. Please don't show that one where I had like a bowl haircut. (laughs) No. Well, please show me that one because that's – I need that. (laughs) I need that in my life. I'll see if I can dig that one up for you. Um, The next one we have is from Leah Cook, and this is from our Mums the Word Facebook group. And she is kind of new to the group, I think. She just joined. Um, but she's jumped right in. Yeah, yeah. And is I participating. Love it. I, love I love it. it. I love it too. So um, hashtag on my dateline. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> they started off with a picture of sunny Florida and the beach, then go to an eerie dark night in Florida where the narrator starts to speak. It was a typical <laughs> night for Leah Cook as she gorged herself in piles of food as she laid around and watched Real Housewives. But little did she know that she was only minutes away from choking on her food. Fran Drescher would narrate it because why not? Tagline would be from fit to fat, a tale of overeating yourself to the grave. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like this applies to me so much. Oh my gosh. I love the whole narration where she's like, here's who I want doing it. Here's everything. Like this is my new favorite hashtag. This is awesome. And the next one is from Caitlin G, also from our Facebook group, Mums the Word. She says, on my dateline, there will be a dramatic episode-changing cliffhanger before every commercial break, and they'll say she spent most of her night sitting at home in her sweatpants. Honestly, that's the way to go. That is the way to go. Yeah. <laughs> I'm wearing pajama pants again. <laughs> the next one is from Nikki P. This is also from our Facebook group, and we love Nikki P. She's very Woo-hoo. special to us. We love her. Um, and hers is hashtag on my dateline. They'll recount positively identifying my body by saying... <laughs> Dressed in leggings, a tank top, and with hair in an unwashed messy bun, detectives knew it was her. <laughs> <laughs> That's so perfect and basically my life. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Um, so the last one for today is from my very good friend, Bonnie Joy. Um, I've known her forever, and she's always funny and writes funny things all the time. So Bonnie says... She drank copious amounts of coffee and had a devastating sugar addiction, both of which fueled her manic obsession with removing the literal writing on the wall, which detectives believe to have been caused by a Sharpie. On that fateful evening, loved ones say she scrubbed so hard that it removed an entire layer of slate gray paint, which sent her into a rage unlike any they'd ever seen. She fled the scene in her minivan, neglecting to leave behind the many cats. Car seats, sweaters, chicken nuggets, and every pair of shoes her children owned, running over an innocent chicken in her haste. Police were able to track her by following the trail of postpartum hair loss to a local (laughs) Starbucks. There, they were, however, unable to apprehend her until she had shoved the final piece of cranberry bliss bar into her foaming mouth. (laughs) Hashtag on my dateline. You can identify like 99% of that. All of it, yeah. perfect. Yeah, I love it. Oh my gosh, postpartum hair the hair loss that just had me dying. That's a very real thing. That was so perfect, Bonnie. Thank you for sending that in. Yeah, I laughed for days over that one. It's perfect. <laughs> so you guys got to compete with that. Good luck. I don't think it can happen. I know. These have been so good so far, but I know you guys can do you it. You can do it. So these are some great examples. It doesn't have to just be a quick, short little thing. If you guys yeah. want to send us a little funny, whole little blurb, we, we will it. read it. Yeah, yeah, we love it. And we're we're just willing to go wherever this thing takes us. So. <laughs> That um, hashtag originated in our um, Mums the Word group. Yes. Still the most fun place on the internet. Yes. 400 people later. Absolutely. We love it. Absolutely. So join us. Join us. Um, So the last thing we have is um, in the future, we may be adding 
ads, like real ads. Yeah. Like real adults and real Not podcasts. because we want to, because we have to. Well, <laughs> because our children need to eat. Uh, <laughs> turns out free stuff just doesn't appear. You, yeah. you can't get free food for them. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, so one thing we wanted to say about that is when we do start, we're going to try, we don't know how this stuff works, but basically our goal is to like clue you into music or something to give you a little bit of a heads up that an ad's going. And you know us, we're going to make it humorous, question mark, um, or something We're not similar. funny. We learned that already <laughs> this week, that we're not even funny at all. Oh, if you haven't reviewed us and you want to and you want to make us feel better on iTunes, feel free to give us a review. If, <laughs> unless you're going to give us a one-star one, then just go away. We don't need that negativity in no. our life anymore. <laughs> just turn us off. So anyway, just wanted to clue you in on that. And if you wanted to help us to be able to get ads in the future and feed our darling children who have to eat all the time. Um, we do have a little ad questionnaire that advertisers kind of want you to fill out, just kind of getting an idea of who's listening to your show. It took less than two minutes for me to do it, and um, you can omit information. You don't have to give everything. It's not asking for email addresses, nothing like that. So, But they're just getting an idea of the demographic. So if you love us and <laughs> you want our children to eat and have shoes – Man, that guilt trip. She lays it on thick. Listen, this is, this is all I have. <laughs> no, but no, if, if you don't mind, if you have a couple minutes in your day or two minutes exactly in your day or less than, um, you can head over to www.podprofile.com slash moms and murder. And we can share that link again yeah, um, we'll put it on in the show release day, and, the day we mm-hmm. release this episode so that we can make sure everybody yeah. knows what it is. So we'd really appreciate it if you guys could take a second to do that. Um, Thank you, everyone, for supporting the show. Thank you for listening. Hope you guys have a wonderful Thanksgiving and we didn't ruin it for you. I agree. Yeah. I hope that we didn't ruin it for them. (laughs) Don't listen to this episode on Thanksgiving. I should have said that in the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. Now that you're here at the end, don't listen to it on Thanksgiving. There's your warning. (laughs) Have a great week. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to the Moms and Murder podcast. Make sure to check back with us next week for a new episode. You can also find us at momsandmurder.com where you can connect with us via social media. Please make sure you subscribe and give us five stars because giving us four stars would be a crime. Thanks so much.